Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Despite having to save a match point in this fifth set, Murray finds himself with three match points. Game, set the match, Murray. Three sets to two, six three, six three, four six, six seven, seven six. An extraordinary match, deserved an extraordinary way to finish it. Yes, Andy Murray, uh, the Peter Pan of tennis, continues in the men's singles after that first-round victory, knocking out the Italian 13th seed, Matteo Berrettini. And joining us uh, for the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar with Australian Open Tennis Update is our tennis expert from Breakpoint, the podcast, and, of course, part of SEN's First Serve program, Val Febo. Good evening to you. Hey, Peter, how are you going? Good. He's 35, Andy Murray. He turns 36, I think, in May, as I call the Peter Pan of uh, men's singles tennis at the moment. He still keeps going on. That was an epic performance earlier today. Oh, it was it ever. It was absolutely sensational. Andy Murray was, was in fine form in the first two sets against Matteo Berrettini, and it had been six years since he played on Rod Laver Arena. I had a look. It was like 2,100 days since he last played on RLA. And I hadn't beaten a top 10 player, at a, a top 20 player at a slam since 2017. And now Andy Murray, well, he did it the hard way, as he sometimes, sometimes likes to do. But, yeah, in over four and a half hours, what an epic win. And saved a match point in the end there and could have won it in the fourth. Um, had chances there. There was a volley that only went probably a couple of centimetres long. Um, in that tiebreak that could have won it for him or could have got him match point, didn't. Um, and, yeah, he just found a way to win, which he has so often done over the years. And, you know, testament to his character because he could have retired. He could have just packed it all in after after his hip surgery. But he is still going. He is still competing. And that's what we love about Andy Murray. He's just, he's been so underappreciated for so long. And, yeah, he's he's a superstar and a legend of this sport and a three-time major winner. And, uh, that that's exactly why, because he just does never say die. Mm. And it was a hot one in Melbourne today. A play had to be suspended around about, what, 2 o'clock this afternoon. Yeah, to be honest, it's, it was a little bit ridiculous, the fact that it was it was suspended today. Um, it, it, I, I've been here when it's been hotter and more oppressive, and a lot of the players are actually complaining as well. Jordan Thompson said, we, I've literally played in 40-degree heat here before. Um, why are we going off? And Taylor Fritz as well um, during the US Open, he said um, or said that during the US Open, that's a play in humidity that's 10 times worse than what it is in Melbourne. Um, so also didn't want to go off. So yeah, a little bit ridiculous that we did have such a long break in play, especially when we went back, it was two degrees hotter than it was than when we, when we went off. And now it's raining. So that mm. three hour heat delay has actually really caused problems with the schedule. So um, I'm not sure what will happen. I'm not sure if the rain is going to set in. It is pretty wet outside at Melbourne Park. The sun might be peeking its head out now, but, um, you know, whether the rain does come back, um, you know, that heat delay might have completely thrown the schedule out of whack. Yeah, interesting. Uh, 2 to 15 mils forecast for Melbourne tomorrow. I think you're about 36, 37 today. It's back to 23 tomorrow. And then on Thursday, you'll have to get out the jumpers, 19 degrees. It could only happen in Melbourne from 37 to 19 in a couple of days. <laughs> 
It certainly can, although I have done a bit of travel over the last year and it's been a bit the same in uh, in Queensland at times. So, yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I think that's just how, how Australia's weather's going at the moment. But yeah, the reputation of Melbourne's four seasons in one day, we have certainly had that because I think there has been a match impacted by both the heat and the rain delays. So absolutely bizarre scenes here at, uh, at Melbourne Park. But um, yeah, we, we keep going and we push on. What about 24 hours on after the Nick Kyrgios decision that he had to pull out? I know Todd Woodbridge came out and suggested he needed to be a bit more careful regarding his preparation and maybe put in a preparation similar. They got him to the men's singles final at Wimbledon. What's been the the fallout after Nick Kyrgios bowed out at the press conference yesterday without hitting a ball this year? Yeah, I think there's I think there's been a little bit of shock. Um that Nick did pull out, it came relatively out of nowhere. Um, you know, everything was looking like he was going to play, but just, um, you know, just limited preparation. And then we got a text saying, Nick Kyrgios on the way to the main press room now, um, all in capitals and um, just stress, stressing the urgency of it. And yeah, it was, um, I, I think people are still a little bit shocked, a little bit bummed out that they're not going to see him. But, um, you know, I think the Australian Open has... Um, has the ability to, or has other draw cards that that aren't Nick Kyrgios that um that can carry the tournament. But yeah, I think the preparation is is key. I don't think he should have played that that practice match um on on Friday night against Novak Djokovic. I know he wanted to test it out. I know that he wanted to do everything that he possibly could to play here at Melbourne. But I just don't know if it was the right idea. They've known for a few days. Um, so you know, was it the right call to to wait this long? I don't know. Um, you know what's been going on the last few weeks. You know why, why wasn't the message clearer throughout the United Cup um, that the problem was this serious? So yeah, I, I'm not too sure. It is. A, it is. Um, it, it's yeah. It's not good for anybody really. I think yeah. the fans were looking forward to seeing him, and, and Kyrgios was really looking forward to playing because I think last year really brought up his motivation, the Wimbledon final, and then that heartbreaking loss to Karen Kashinov in the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open. He he really thought he could win that. And, had he won that match, I reckon he could have gone on to win the tournament. So I think Nick knows that that was the one that got away. And, um, yeah, the, the Australian Open was the one he'd been earmarking the whole time. And, unfortunately, we won't get to see him here and probably get to see him next in March at Indian Wells. Yeah, I actually agree with you. I made those comments. Why did he play in that? Okay, it was a, a charity match and the funds would have gone to a very worthwhile cause. But uh, I just thought it was bizarre that he played that charity game on a Friday night against Novak Djokovic, knowing that he was a, a bit dicey with that knee. But anyway, uh, he's made his decisions. I suppose he's uh, in the end had to pull out and uh, he won't be p- taking part in the Australian Open. Alex Demonor will. He's currently on court taking on the uh, Taiwanese player, Hsu, and he took the first set and he's got a break in the second. Uh, from an Australian perspective, he's our big hope now, isn't he, to go deep into the tournament? Yeah, he certainly is. And look, Demon is is a star. He's um, he's a fighter. He never gives up. And and look, the draw isn't too bad for the first few rounds. Um, you know, if he wins tonight, which he which he very well should, he's up a set and a break already. But I think this is a match that I penciled in for him um, straight away as soon as I saw the draw. Um, you know, Demon should be winning this match. Next up will be John, uh, Adrian Manorino or John Isner. Battle of the aging veterans, I guess. They've been around for a very long time and. It's their third decade playing tennis now. So, um, yeah, they've both uh, been around the block a few times. And, yeah, I think Demon should be able to combat both of those players pretty easily. Um, even Isner with his big serve, I think that shouldn't cause Demon any problems with his returning prowess. So no problems there. And then then you get to the third round against Pablo Carreño Busta, who won the 
Canadian Open in uh, in 2022, Masters 1000 event, huge, huge tournament. And then if he wins that, then possibly a matchup against Novak Djokovic. So, um, yeah, Demon will be looking to really push hard here. He loves playing the Australian Open, made the fourth round last year. And, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he can do. Yeah, and just some uh, news. Jordan Thompson has bowed out uh, in four sets as well to the American Wolf. So another Australian goes down. So your thoughts uh, after a couple of days as we let you go, Val, uh, a lot of big names are not there. There's been a lot of talk and a lot of publicity about uh, how many people actually will have a huge interest in the tournament now, particularly with the likes of Nick Kyrgios out. How do you read it uh in going forward and who are going to be the players that hopefully stay in the tournament that give it life perhaps into the second week yeah look to be honest peter I, i'm really i um, the, the comments that are coming out on social media saying oh no one cares about the tennis now with no isla no nick no osaka no um and you know the first slam without federer but federer hasn't been around like hasn't come here for three years I really don't like the comments because there are still so many unbelievable players here. And tomorrow's lineup just shows that. Stefano Tsitsipas is headlining the Rod Laver Arena show tomorrow night. And he's playing against Australian Rinky Hijikata, who had a wonderful win last night against German Yannick Hampman. His first main draw slam singles win. And also from two sets to love down, which was unbelievable. Then you've got Johnny Millman. He's taking on Daniel Medvedev on Margaret Court Arena. Rafa's still here. Rafa's a big draw card wherever he goes, and he's one of the greatest players to ever grace a tennis court. And then you've got Coco Goff and Emma Raducanu playing tomorrow night on Rod Laver to open the night session. How good is that going to be? Coco Goff, teenager, 19 years old, against Emma Raducanu, the 2021 US Open champion. Um, it's Yeah, I think there's draw cards aplenty at, at the Australian Open, and it's a bit disappointing that, you know, I've seen a couple of people say that, you know, no one's going to watch now. It's completely not true. Um, the, the tournament is as strong as ever. The first, you know, the first day showed um, record numbers. 77,000 showed up to Melbourne Park, which was a record for day one. I think this tournament's going to be amazing. The draw is still wide open for so many players out there. And, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next week and a half, even though we've had, uh, we've had minimal play today. Um, you know, it, it's been a great start to the events. And, um, yeah, fingers crossed we can see some raucous atmospheres um, like we have done for the first day and a half. Love your passion, Val, and uh, we'll invite you again to join us here on Sports Day. Uh, thanks for your time, and we'll keep in touch. No worries. Very much look forward to it. Have a good night, Peter. Good on you. Val Febo there, our tennis expert from Breakpoint uh, Podcast and, of course, SEN's first serve. All thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar, a pinnacle of engineering the Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Okay, we'll go inside the vault next, and we're going to speak to the brand-new coach of the Perth Footy Club, Peter German. Is he the man to break the drought at Demonland. We'll have a chat to him next at 25 past five.